Greetings, everyone. You're tuned in to another session of Let's Talk Jesus. I'm Rayshard Pinkney. I want you to get close and get your Bibles and follow me in the scripture. And let's have a conversation that matters. Pat, can I ask a question real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm trying to hold everybody up, but it, yeah. it's uh, this is a scripture that I've read a couple of times. And, um, you talked about the produce earlier, and in Galatians 5.22, it said, but the fruit of the Spirit, yeah, because people say that the evidence, and evidence is something that's produced. Um, the evidence of the Holy Ghost is speaking in tongues. So if you're not producing speaking in tongues, then you don't have the Holy Ghost by some teaching. But this right here tells us what to look for in the speaking of tongues. I mean, in, in the having the Holy Ghost, and I don't read where tongues is a part of uh, what it says. The fruit of the Spirit. It reads like this, Galatians 5 and 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. But what we're trying to itemize is what is the evidence that you have the Holy Ghost. When you get the Spirit, the nine attributes, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, these are all already in the Holy Ghost. So when you get the Holy Ghost, they don't have to come. They already are there. They're in the spirit. But then there's another teaching that's saying that the evidence of the Holy Ghost is speaking in tongues. And that's why we're teaching this today, because we want to dive a little deeper into this Holy Ghost. Jesus said that the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, he said, he said, I'll send this in my name. And he said, it will teach you all things. He said, it'll guide you and lead you into all truth. So then we need to itemize if your Holy Ghost is not doing this, then what type of Holy Ghost do you have? Do you have the real Holy Ghost? Or are you um, using the signs of the Holy Ghost as proof that you have the Holy Ghost? We're going to dig into that. So yes, the fruit of the Spirit, this comes with the Holy Ghost. This is not nothing that uh, comes separately. It comes with it. So if you got the Holy Ghost, then you have the fruit that it produced. That's in the Holy Ghost. Now, the difference is, is will you let it manifest? Will you let this produce in your life? So then the Holy Ghost already have love. The Holy Ghost already have joy. It already have peace. The difference is you can quench the spirit. That's what it means when they say quench the spirit. The things that the Holy Ghost bring back to your remembrance. He said he'll bring back to your remembrance whatsoever he have said. When the Holy Ghost do that, are you stopping the Holy Ghost from working? Huh? Are you stopping the Holy Ghost from manifesting that love? Are you stopping the Holy Ghost 
from manifesting that peace, that long suffering. This is the thing that's confusing people that's having the Holy Ghost because they're trying to show forth signs. Huh? They're trying to show forth signs, but all you have to do is let the Holy Ghost work. If the Holy Ghost work, it'll produce these fruit at the time that it is needed. And that's why I say against such, there is no law. Now, I want you to pay attention to against such, there is no law. There is no law against any nine of these. What that means is you can do these as much as you want. You can love as much as you want. You can uh, you can be joyful as much as you want. You can be peaceful as much as you want. For the scriptures say, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. You can long suffer as much as you want. I know the devil telling you, get out of that relationship, get out of that marriage, leave that church. But the spirit of God gives you the ability to suffer alone because the Holy Ghost is going to agree with the word of God. He's going to bring back to your remembrance the things that God have said to you. So, yes, you can have the Holy Ghost and you can deny it. You can have the Holy Ghost and you cannot perform the deeds that it is requiring of you at that time. Yes, you can. But what I want you to see is that against this Holy Ghost, against the fruit that the Holy Ghost produced, there is no law. You can do this as much as you please. And the reason I mentioned this is because I want you to see here. I want you to see here. Um, that the other type of this question is that speaking in tongue is a gift that the Holy Ghost can produce. It may not allow you to speak in tongue. The Holy Ghost may not allow you to even interpret that tongue. So, if God is allowing you to be used in the capacity of speaking in tongue, if he's allowing you to be used in the capacity of speaking in tongue, it will be for a purpose. Okay? When you speak in a tongue, that means you're speaking in a language that is separate from your native tongue. Okay? That's what speaking in tongue means. You're speaking in a language that is separate from your native tongue. Now, the profit to that is that somebody that is a hearer of what you're saying understands you. Huh? Or the somebody standing by can interpret what is being said. But if you're speaking in tongue and there's not a person there that can interpret what you're saying or the understanding of what you're saying is not known, this is what the scriptures say about that. I want you to read something in 1 Corinthians 14 and start at the uh, 14th verse. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, it say, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. 
Else when thou shalt bless with the spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say amen at the giving of thanks, seeing he understandeth not what thou sayest? For thou verily giveth thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than y'all. Yet in the church, I rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice, I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. So then Paul is telling them, when you're around people that may not understand what you're saying, it's not fruitful. It's not profitable to speak words that people don't understand. And this is why the fruit of the Spirit is so important because everybody understands love. Everybody understands the nine uh, attributes of the Spirit. But if you're speaking, then you want to be understood. And so this is why I make the mention that when you speak in a tongue, it got to be for a profit. Okay, when you're speaking in a tongue, it has to be for a profit. If it's not profitable, if it's not fruitful, then it's not to be done. So I don't want uh, us to think of the Holy Ghost as being a spirit that I have to speak in tongue. That spirit of speaking in tongue will come about at the necessary time. And I want to get into the fact that you can speak in tongue, like I said, you're speaking in a language not of your native tongue. So if you speak English, then if you mess around and speak in Spanish, then you're able to speak a language uh, in another tongue, okay? But if you're in a room full of English people and nobody understands Spanish, then that tongue you're speaking is unknown and it's not profitable. Okay, and in the church, you shouldn't do things that don't edify one another. You have to speak things that edify the church or else the scriptures say, let them remain silent in the church. Huh? Paul said he'd rather speak five words than to speak a thousand in some tongue that people don't understand. So then this is the Holy Ghost people are seeking after. People are seeking after this Holy Ghost that. They can't understand what is being said. They, they don't even know what they're saying, but they're seeking after this. They're tarrying for this. They're striving for this. But they're not seeking after Galatians 5 and 22. They're not seeking for that. But this is the thing that come with the Holy Ghost. You're for sure supposed to have all nine of the attributes of the fruit of the Spirit. But it's not guaranteed that you will get tongue speaking. I'm going to get into it. You want to know how I know it's not guaranteed that you will get into speaking in tongue or talking in another language? 1 Corinthians 12, and we'll start at the fourth verse. It says, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Listen to that. There are different types of gifts, but the same Spirit. Okay? So this one spirit is giving out different gifts. 
But in Galatians, it teaches us that the fruit of the spirit is the same items. There, there's no difference to what that gives you because um, it says against such there's no law, meaning you can do these as much as you please. In this scripture, 1 Corinthians 12 and 4, diversities of gifts by the same spirit, meaning that God will give to each person a certain gift. And we're going to read that right here. Um, if you go down to verse 7, it say, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Okay. So the spirit that you receive from God, it says that he's going to give you the manifestation of the spirit to profit. And we just read that if a person speaks in an unknown tongue, it's unfruitful to the person that don't understand it. So then that can't be profitable. It's not profitable to speak in a tongue that someone don't understand. So then you go down to verse eight. It says, for to one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom. Uh, so one person gets the word of wisdom. It says to another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. So we got two different things. We got wisdom and we got knowledge coming from the same spirit, but it's given to separate people. Do you hear me? So then you can't do. Remember, it's against such there's no law, meaning you can do this as much as you want. You can produce all nine of these functions as much as you want to whoever you want. Um, whenever the time presents itself, you can do it. Why? Because those nine attributes are already in the Holy Ghost. But when it comes down to the diversities of gifts, you can't do that um, without law because you got to have it because the scriptures say for to one is given the spirit of wisdom to one is given uh, the same spirit knowledge and to another faith and uh, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy and to another the discerning of spirits and to another diverse kinds of tongues and to another the interpretation of the tongue. See, you might know how to speak in tongue, but you might not know how to interpret it. So then this cannot be uh, an evidence of the Holy Ghost because one person may not have that. One person may not have the ability to interpret the tongue. One person might not have the ability to speak in tongue. So then this cannot be the evidence of the Holy Ghost because the evidence would mean everybody should have it. Evidence would mean everybody should be able to do it. And it's not possible for you to do something that you don't have. You got to have it in order to produce it. Well, the nine attributes that we started off reading about is already in the Holy Ghost. But you have to wait for the spirit to give you the spirit of wisdom, to give you the spirit of knowledge huh? and the working of miracles. And the, you have to wait for the spirit to manifest that in you. You can't do it on your own. The spirit have to manifest it in you. And if the spirit don't manifest it in you, you can't produce it.
So then how could this be a evidence or a proof of the Holy Ghost when everybody cannot do it? Everybody cannot have it. I even go a little further. Let's go down to 29. In the, stay in the same chapter, we go down to 29. Usually I read this scripture to show you the order in the church, to show you how your church should be set up. Okay, if your church is not set up like this, usually I, I'm using this to show you that it's out of order. Okay, but listen to this here. It says in verse 29, it says, are all apostles, we know the answer to that is no. Are all prophets, we know the answer to that is no. Are all teachers, no. Are all workers of miracles, no. Have all gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret. You know the answer to that is no. So then if the Holy Ghost is for everybody, if the Holy Ghost is for all men, and Jesus said, he said, the way that all men shall know you. John 13 and 35, he said, the way that all men shall know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. So we know that if everybody going to know you, then you got to have at least this tribute, and that's love. Well, some people are saying, you got to speak in tongue for you to be uh, spirit-filled. But the question he asking here is, do all speak in tongue? Do all interpret? If the answer be no, and you know the answer is no, then this cannot be a requirement for the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is for everybody that obey him. He said he give his spirit, the Holy Ghost, to those that obey him. But yet everybody that get the spirit cannot speak in tongue. Everybody that get the spirit cannot interpret in the tongue. So then this is an attribute that must be profitable at that time. If this attribute of, or should I say, if this gift is not profitable at that time, then the Holy Ghost either will not use you to do it or it will not uh, allow you to do it. So 1 Corinthians 14 and 6 says, Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you except I speak to you either by revelation, meaning God have revealed to you to speak this tongue. You might have never spoke in that language before, but God will give you what to say at that time. And we're going to read about people that spoke um, by revelation. Or by knowledge, meaning that you learned it, you went to school, you uh, somebody taught you, maybe a parent taught a child, uh, it was passed down to you, your knowledge did it, so you had some form of training of it. He said, or by prophesying, huh? Prophesying, I say it, you say it. Or by doctrine, it's the teaching of your uh, church, it's the teaching of your administration. But either way, this is not given to everybody. 
And then if it's not profitable, then the Lord will not require you or allow you to use it. So that's why I'm telling you that the Holy Ghost is for everybody, but yet tongues is for certain people. Tongues is for certain situations. It's not for every situation. So he said, do all speak with tongue? Do all interpret tongue? This is what he's saying. That if the situation don't require speaking in tongue, then he won't allow it to be done. If the situation don't require speaking in tongue, then he will not present it to you to manifest. I'm going to show you the reason why. Um, I'm going to show you the reason why it is uh, supposed to be manifested. I'm going to show you the reason why speaking in tongue is manifested. Um, first off, if you can't communicate with somebody, if somebody can't understand your communication, then you can't get something done. This is why if you read back in Genesis, when they were trying to build a tower of Babel, uh, God confused their language. And when God confused their language, they were not able to communicate. And therefore, that's how the earth got scattered. He scattered people out based on location, based on their language. So they were not able to assemble together because they couldn't understand one another. Okay. Acts 2 verse 1, it says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So the day of Pentecost, you know, was a festival that happened on a yearly basis. And the scripture, uh, if you read verse 5, it said, There were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now, when this was noised abroad, came together and were confounded because they, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born. This festival happened every year, just like it was a Christmas, just like it was a, a Thanksgiving. It happened every year. It wasn't nothing uh, spectacular about the actual event, Pentecost, until these men that were Galileans spoke in a different language. Huh? Not only that, they were unlearned men. They were unlearned men. So they were not men that you would say went to school and were educated. Um, Paul just told us in the other chapter, he said, I speak more than you all. He was talking to the church, telling them he speak more languages than them all. He even opened up in Corinthians and talked about, though I speak with the tongues of men and the tongues of angels. 
So the spirit gave these people, these 120, about 120, it gave them the ability to speak in another language. And when they spoke in this separate language, the people that were there were able to understand it. See, that's why it was profitable. It was profitable because when they spoke this language, people was able to say, I know what he's saying. What good would it do if you're speaking and people don't understand you? That's what the that's where the restriction of speaking in tongue is at. Huh? And the scriptures say that the Holy Ghost or love does not behave itself unseemly. So if you're speaking in a time or a situation that people don't understand you, and I'm not talking about you can't make yourself clear. I'm saying you're speaking a language that people don't comprehend. Then it may not be the spirit because the spirit uh, searches all things. Yea, even the deep things of God. So right here at the day of Pentecost, we'll continue reading in verse nine. It say, uh, matter of fact, you read through verse nine all the way to verse 11 it talks about the different nationalities that was there. And it says Cretes, I pick up in verse 11, it says Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? Huh? They want to know what does this mean? These men are speaking in a language. These men are speaking in a language that we understand, but we know that this is not their nationality. We know that this is not their native tongue. Huh? They said that they were drunk with wine. This is where Peter stood up and said, it's not but the third hour of the day. See, the spirit was being poured out and it was a work to be done. At the day of Pentecost, that's where the people were at. So wherever the people is at, that's where the message have to go. But there were so many different nationalities that the spirit had to preach the message in a language that everybody could understand. That was not Peter, James, and John. That was not them. That was the spirit. So the spirit spoke a message that they all could understand and that they all could comprehend. Except it was profitable, the spirit would have never allowed Peter and them to speak. But if you get the true, if you get the evidence, which is the fruit of the spirit, if you get that proof, good God Almighty, then you can do this whenever you want. <laughs> you can you can manifest the fruit of the spirit however you desire. You don't have to wait two and three. You can do it whenever you desire. There is no law. There you have it. You just heard another session of Let's Talk Jesus. I'm Ray Shard, and if you would like to hear these sessions live and in person, email me at letstalkjesus at hotmail.com. Until next time, stay blessed.